Welcome everyone to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. So this week, I wanted to bring some awareness I wanted to bring some awareness because I want us to embrace the logical side of certain things. Because one of the things that I believe um, for some of you is that you are very burdened right now, right? You're weighed down with wanting to understand why, okay? You want to understand why they couldn't show up in your life and fulfill the needs you need it relationally, okay? And because of this, you're attempting to make sense of it. So in other words, you're attempting to make this logical for you. You want a level of reasoning behind their actions. You could be attempting to figure out what you could have done that would have made the difference, okay? So you could be thinking, what additional efforts could I have done to influence their involvement or you're attempting to taking their unavailability personally where you are now searching for inadequacies about yourself to justify their lack of presence. Now in saying this, I'm not indicating that you shouldn't strive to see a broader perspective beyond the one you currently hold. That's not what I'm saying because one of the things that I talk about in my 12-week program to my clients is the significance of expanding your perspective because it is important to challenge what we're currently thinking and believing because sometimes our thoughts and beliefs could be limited, not to mention that those limited beliefs have the capability to create assumptions which doesn't necessarily help us consider alternative viewpoints, okay? However, What I find is that this may not necessarily be what we're doing in regards to expanding our perspective, right? Because I believe that quite a few of us are attempting to interpret the actions of what others do as an indicator of our own worth and value. And that limited perspective will always keep you in bondage because it's not designed for you to break free, okay? And for some of you, you haven't grasped the concept of understanding that the unavailability of others is separate from your own being. And the reason why this is another perspective that's so essential for you to consider is because as long as you perceive their unavailability as a reflection of your identity and worth of who and whose you are, you will consistently make it personal. Now, one may ask the question, Well, Tanya, should I not look within if someone didn't possess the capability to be available to me relationally? If this is a pattern that I'm getting in my life, should I not look within? And I think that's a very good question. And my response is yes, you should look within, but it requires a different approach from what you're currently doing. Because Here's what you could be currently doing, especially when you're really trying to make sense of this. You could be looking within, questioning why your efforts were insufficient for others to be available. 
You also could be currently searching within. Try to identify any perceived deficiencies or areas where you believe you fall short. You could be looking within and interpreting their unavailability as a reflection of some perceived inadequacy within yourself. However, it is important to recognize that this approach of constantly looking within can keep you trapped in a state of bondage. And what you want is a better approach that's going to help you learn valuable lessons from this experience, cultivate closure and peace from it so that you can progress and grow beyond this. So the goal here isn't to remain in bondage, it's to break free. And in doing so, we must look within objectively. Okay, now I have about seven questions that I believe are helpful questions to consider when you are in this headspace of wondering why they were unavailable to be present in your life. Okay, the first question I want you to consider is, have I silenced my voice by not expressing my needs, assuming that they would be met based on my actions? Okay, that's the first question that I want you to consider. The second question I want you to consider is, did I mention my needs, but fail to reinforce them due to a fear of creating conflict? Okay. The third question that I want you to consider asking yourself is, have I assumed that others should automatically know what I require? Okay. Because I've heard people say, well, they should know. And what I've come to realize is that everybody doesn't know what you need. And I also realize that just because I move a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that others do. Okay. The fourth question that I want you to consider is, have I embraced my self-worth where I believe that someone can show up for me based on who I am rather than what I do? I find that this question is helpful because I've seen where There have been people who have been in dynamics like this where someone else is unavailable. They tend to overly function. They tend to be the ones that overly give and they believe that their love is based on what they do as opposed to just who they are. The fifth question that I want you to consider is, have I held the belief that if I put in more effort, they would recognize my worthiness and reciprocate accordingly? Okay. The sixth question that I want you to consider is, am I mistakenly taking on the responsibility of someone else's personal growth and holding myself accountable for their change? Okay, because sometimes when we are in these unavailable dynamics, we unconsciously take on the fact that we can make them better and we can make them show up and we can make them do or be something that they don't even understand how to do or become. The seventh question, and this is the last question that I want you to consider is, if I observe that someone is consistently unavailable, why am I accepting this behavior? Okay. And that's a very important question. And I saved it for last because I want you all to really look at, well, why am I accepting this behavior? Because it's important to understand that when we are in dynamics like these and when individuals don't 
can't show up or don't show up, we need to understand why we're accepting this behavior. And the reason why it's important to ask these questions is because it allows you to redirect. This is about redirection now. It's about redirecting your approach on how you see this situation. Because here's the bottom line. When someone doesn't have the ability or capacity to be present, then that's more about them rather than you, okay? And it's important to know that certain individuals simply do not have the bandwidth. They don't have the required availability. They don't have the space. They don't possess the skill or they may not have the desire, right? Like there are those who just aren't equipped with the tools to be present in a way that satisfies you. And it's important to not judge it. And when this is understood that the reasons for their actions are a reflection of their own journey and circumstances and not a reflection of your worth, then you can release yourself of this burden of believing their inability to be present is a judgment on your value. And that's why this is important to redirect and ask different types of questions. Because here's the thing, when you do this type of work, Because my goal here, I'm a coach, like first and foremost, my goal is to always help people get out of stuff, especially if they're saying, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired of this being, um, this is overpowering me, right? So I want us to look at this a little bit differently. I don't want us to be, I don't want us to stay stuck in this stuff. And the reason why I want us to shift, because it allows us to go, I'm gonna give you four things. It allows us to go from self-blame to self-reflection which is so important because as I mentioned earlier, you want to allow yourself to grow and learn from this experience, not to stay in bondage about it. The second thing that it allows you to do is that it allows you to find peace in accepting that everything cannot be explained or understood in the manner you believe it should. Okay. And so what this does is that it allows us to disconnect from the expectation of needing an explanation. The third thing that it allows us to do is that it allows us to release the need to know, okay? Because the logical side of us, we want to know the exact reason why this person wasn't available. We want to know because I showed up and I was available and this person wasn't, what was the problem? And here's the thing, you often want to know the reason from them, okay? Because we could be thinking that our needing to know will give us some form of closure. It's almost like you're saying, I need to know this in order to be set free. And you actually don't. Now, I know I mentioned earlier that you want to gain perspective beyond what you currently hold. I said that and I believe in that. However, when you're constantly in this cycle, attempting to figure out every possible scenario, thinking that one of them is going to hold the answer, Only to keep digging, you may find yourself endlessly digging deeper without finding resolution. And so releasing the need to know and letting go of the need for answers allows us to reach acceptance more gracefully. The fourth thing that it allows you to do is that it allows you to control the controllables. This is probably one of my favorite ones. It's it's such a powerful principle to me. And I'm going to be honest with you. I used to think I can control everything. I thought I could control how somebody else reacted based on what I did. And I tell you that right there kept me, it it created more weight than what I needed to carry. And so 
I now attempt to live by this creed on purpose. And the reason why is because there are things within our control that we do have the ability to change. However, there are also things that are not within our control that we don't have the ability to change. And that is other people. And I know people may say, well, Tanya, that's common sense. It may be common sense, but it's not always common practice, right? You know, sometimes we don't exercise or implement or execute on this principle of controlling what we can and letting go of what we can't. And so sometimes we lead in believing that we're an exception to this principle. And it's important to understand that even though you can be an influence to others, you can't control them. It's not within our power to dictate their thoughts, their actions or their choices. And accepting this truth frees us from the burden of trying to change others. And it allows us to focus on what we can control. And that's our own attitudes, our own behaviors, as well as our own responses. And I wanted to share this quick episode with you all this week for a few reasons. Okay, Um, one of the reasons is we have to learn the art of creating a massive distinction between what others do to who we are. Right. We make that be the exchange too much between the actions of others and our own sense of identity. And we often intertwine the two too closely, which can lead to confusion and emotional turmoil. Another reason why I wanted to share this today is because each person has their own stuff to unpack. I do, you do, we all do. Each person carries their own set of personal experiences and challenges that shape their behavior. And these experiences can stem from their upbringing, their childhood. They can be carrying suppressed emotions and unresolved issues Some may have experienced trauma without fully recognizing it. You have others that have had past heartbreaks. And those past heartbreaks can have a significant impact on their actions and interactions. Another reason why I wanted to share this today is because while it's valuable to seek understanding and gain insight on why others do what they do, it's equally important, if not more important, to gain context around why we do what we do, because you know what? That's what we can control. And sometimes we may spend excessive time and energy being overly concerned about others where we miss the mark on our own personal growth and development. And I wanted to go about it differently today because we can spend a lot of time attempting to figure out why people do what we do. And as I mentioned earlier, Yes, you want perspective. You want to expand things beyond maybe a limited viewpoint that you have. That's part of evolution. However, what we also must understand is that when someone doesn't have the capacity or the capability or the availability to be present, we have to learn that we have to separate our worth from their inability to show up. And so what we must do is that we must lead with a logical side of ourselves at this point rather than emotionally all the time. There's nothing wrong with feeling. You all know that I am an advocate for feeling your feelings. I'm an advocate 
for allowing yourself to understand that your feelings are valid. And that's all. That's great. However, we have to get into this place of awareness to learn that this person and what they have going on that's distinct from who, from who I am has nothing to do with their with me and my value as an individual. OK. And so I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave a little more context into this. I didn't want to give a whole list of reasons as to why someone isn't available, because it can be a lot of reasons, reasons that we may not never fully understand. I think the most important thing to understand is that, again, where they are and who they are and how they choose to show up is not a reflection of me. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that's important to get for yourself. Okay. So please make sure you are following me on my social media handles. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook is Tanya Carter. I will put everything down in the show notes. And also please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast will drop. And also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential to you on your journey of growth and development and healing from previous relationships, please make sure that you head to Spotify and or iTunes and leave your sister a review, okay? And last but not least, share this information. If you know that this episode has been beneficial to you, then I'm sure you know somebody else that it can be beneficial to them. So please make sure you share it out to somebody who you know will need this in this season of their life. Okay. So thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time. Mm